Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Moe here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ross Biella. He's the CEO and founder of Aletheus. Ross, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks, Alex. So I know that you founded your company in 2011. And for our listeners who aren't familiar, why don't you start us off with a quick explanation of the business and what brought you to starting it in the first place? Sure. Aletheus is a patient advocacy company. Uh, we work helping self-insured employers and their employees find high-quality, high-value healthcare uh, all around the state and all around the country. So we serve over 150 employer clients and over 125,000 lives uh, that access our platform at any given time. So we also do predictive analytics around healthcare, uh, medical claims, and risk. And we have nurse navigators to help people on their clinical care path and we offer remote second opinions when people are confused about whether or not they need a procedure or just want to talk to another doctor. Gotcha. And uh, it's, it's been a, about 10 years now since you launched this business. What sort of brought you to this, to this business in the first place? Yeah, well, I was fired from the Dolman company. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh um, I had a different vision for um, uh, the company than the owner did. And uh, I'd taken the company from 20 million to 60 million in three years and uh, could see the direction of where it was going. And um, we just differed as, as to strategy. So I left on very good terms and I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to be there and had a very good experience there. But it, it led me to this business because my employees at the Dolman company uh, were having problems in navigating healthcare. And as the CEO, you make decisions around what the deductible is or what the co-insurance should be. And, you know, I think we went to a $1,000, $1,500 deductible at the time. And uh, so when, when someone who is in Wisconsin, where the executive sat, uh, if you had a medical condition or something, you know, that was a bad day. But of my, you know, 300 employees, 200 were probably, um, you know, in that thirty to forty thousand dollar a year range in salary, and a fifteen hundred dollar event was financially devastating to them. And so it became my passion to help them understand why they had to pay what they needed to pay, and then also help them navigate the system. And I was calling, um, you know, providers or imaging centers or whatever, trying to find out what the cost would be or trying to help them, the employee, get a price that made sense. You know, if they, like their child got hurt in the football game or something over the weekend and I mean, they had to go for an MRI and, and they were told, well, that's going to be $3,600. How are you going to pay? And they, they had no idea, you know, and the average American has $600 in their bank account. And these people who were in Memphis, Tennessee or Ontario, California, um, they just had no way to, to get the money. And so it was creating uh, emotional issues and mental issues and all sorts of things for these poor people who 
they're trying to do a good job and stay off welfare and, and really be good employees. And the healthcare was just, you know, eating them alive. And so when I left Dolman, I, I saw John Trinas speak. And John Trinas is the chairman of Serigraph. He wrote a book called The Company That Solved Healthcare. Yeah, so I've I met said, him before. <laughs> oh, yeah, John's a great guy, well-spoken, knows a lot about healthcare. Uh, I, I sat with he and his HR manager and took the pink and yellow sticky notes that she had around her computer, which really you know, defined what their other incentive-based plan design work. I said, well, I can automate this. So I wrote the uh, original software and wrote the algorithms to determine the price for procedures based on a uh, data download that I got from John. And um, that was, John became my first client. And uh, John now is an investor and sits on my board. Uh, Surgraph is, is not a client of mine because they do all the work themselves, but our program is built around what John and his HR manager did. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, that's some great context. And can you talk a little more about the clients of your, of your business? Who exactly are you working for and what's your kind of pitch to new potential customers? Well, our smallest clients are 20 to 25 people. Uh, I have consortiums where the client, the employer may have four or five employees and they can use our services. Um, our average employer size is between 200 and 400. My largest client is 8,000 employees and that's Quick Trip and Lacrosse. Um, so we try to work with everyone and you know we charge on a per employee per month basis and our fees are usually you know three or four dollars per employee per month depending on the services that are offered. I have some clients who may pay up to ten dollars per employee per month if they're buying our full suite of services which includes the population health analytics, uh, predictive modeling, and all those things. But for the most part, it's three or $4 per employee per month. And for me, it's a mission. You know, it isn't about another $75 a month or $150 a month or something. It's really how do we help employees get the best value from their benefit plan? And how do we encourage the local health systems and providers to compete based on both price and quality, which until recently, no one ever did. Uh, they operate as an oligopoly or a monopoly and have monopolistic pricing because they know that someone won't drive from West Bend to downtown Milwaukee. It's just easier to stay uh, you know, at St. Joseph's Hospital in West Bend. And I'm not picking on St. Joe's, but I think there are other places for some procedures that are higher value. And if we can get people to go to those higher value places, well, then maybe St. Joe's would lower their price. And we've seen that happen in different markets. So, for example, in the Appleton market, we work closely with the Orthopedic and Sports Institute, which now is marketed as Noble Health. And we help them set up their bundled prices and come up with the pricing for their total joint replacement. And when we started in 2013-14 working with them, the average price of a knee replacement was $37,000. Now it's over $41,000. Well, Noble came out and launched with a total joint at $28,000, which was unheard of just unheard of it at that time. And uh, we were able to steer people to them. And now uh, there's probably three providers in that particular market who can come close to Novo's price. Hmm. And, and that just said, we know what we're doing. We can do it. We did the same thing in Eau Claire, where uh, five years ago, uh, the average price was in the 40, north of $40,000. We had one provider over there, Chippewa Valley Orthopedics who could sometimes get a, a joint to 37,000. 
Um, now a chip orthopedics uh, has a bundle price of um, you know, less than $30,000. And they're competing with Twin Cities Orthopedics and Summit Orthopedics at you know, 25 or you know, less than $30,000. But they weren't gonna, they didn't talk to me for a few years. They said, we don't have to change the price, but after a while you move enough business out of there. And um, you know, I'm, I'm not anti-provider in any way. I want employees to stay where they are but the employers can't afford to spend 45 or 55 or 65 or $125,000 on a joint replacement they could get all day long at Novo at 28,000 or TCO at 23 or some at 27. So we are moving into a consumer-based market. It's just our job to help the employees understand how their benefit plan design works to go to those high value providers. Gotcha. That's a really interesting model. And I uh, appreciate you kind of laying out some of those specific examples. Ross, thanks again so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Alex. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.